I'm sure that we can all identify with Lisa at some time or other in our lives. Perhaps we've felt hurt or broken, maybe rejected or overlooked or betrayed. We're not sure of who we are or where we fit. And at such times like that, our hearts can feel like they've been smashed to pieces, just like she talked about the broken egg. And I just want to put it back because we don't want that one. We want the whole. And we wonder how we can ever be put back together again. Last Sunday, Steve talked to us about a new vision. And uh, one of the things that he talked about, which really was so important for us today, is that Elisha's servant uh, went out to look what was the situ- at the situation. And when he looked at it, he, all he could see was the enemy. And he came back and he said, we're in trouble. We're just surrounded by the enemy. And Elisha prayed. And he said, oh, Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. And he went out again. And what he saw was victory surrounding him. What he saw was the chariots of fire, which were the deliverance for him. And that's my prayer for all of us today, that, we will, that I'm praying, oh Lord, please open your eyes that you may see what God has for you. At the end of last year, as I began praying about the picture that God had for Northeast for 2021, I actually prayed that I said, God, open my eyes so I can see what you want, what you have for our, our Northeast family and for the community that he wants us to serve So God showed me what it would be like for us to live wholeheartedly in our relationship with him, wholeheartedly in our relationship with one another, and wholeheartedly in our commitment to reach the lost. As I spent more time praying, the picture became clearer. God showed me that he's calling our church to love him wholeheartedly. Because he knows what will, be ha- will happen when we do that. He's calling our church to serve him wholeheartedly. Because he knows what will happen when we serve him wholeheartedly. And he's calling us to follow him with our whole heart. On New Year's Day, the first thing I did when I woke up was to turn to the word of God. And uh, I read God's promise to me and it said, Pam, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And then it said, so because of this, in my devotional it said, because of God's promise, because of what he's told you, you can trust him wholeheartedly. And I thought that's a real confirmation that what God has been speaking, that what I've been receiving is what God has for us. That God will give us his word and we will take a hold of it. We will trust him. We will take him at his word and we will trust him wholeheartedly. And I believe that was the vision for Northeast for 2021, to be wholehearted, to live wholeheartedly. But God spoke into my spirit and he said, you're on the right track, but you're not there yet. The picture is not yet complete. And I believe that he said this to me. As I was waiting on him about this, I had this sort of sense, you're not there yet. And I believe that God said to me, Pam, you live in a broken world. There are so many people who are hurting. There are so many people who are lost. There are so many people who live behind a mask of it's okay. 
when in fact, if the truth be known, they're merely masking an inner pain that is far from okay. People put on a smile and, and try to hide the hurt they feel deep inside. And when they're faced with trials and with, with traumas, God said to me, they end up putting me on trial and blaming me for the mess. And I thought, yeah, that's right. What God is saying to us is that he wants us to be wholehearted about reaching all of those people out there who are like that, who are hurt, who are feeling like they've just got to put on a mask to get through life. And I understood that and I felt that's why he's calling us to be wholehearted because he wants us to reach out. And he said, no, it's not just that. He said, there's just not people out there who are hurting. There are people in here who feel like that. And ignore the pain and live bound and not in freedom. Lisa talked about the fact that when God healed her heart, that she was set free. And that's, that's what God wants for us. It's interesting, as in the opening uh, video, it talked about how many times the word heart is in the Bible. It's over 500 and anything up to 1,000, depending on the translations. Our heart is such a big deal to God that he, he talks about it more than anything else. He talks about it more than our sin. And he talks about it more than our obedience, more than our, um, more than our works, because it is so important to him. He even talks about our hearts more than about love. Why? Because God knows how the enemy works. He works. The enemy works to keep our hearts in pain long enough that it ends up controlling and ruining the abundant life that God intended for us. You know, God's ultimate plan for you is not to simply hold your hand while you survive the punches of life. He never intended for my heart or yours to remain fragmented or tattered, or broken to pieces by a broken world. He wants you to be so aware of your heart that you hand it over to him. He'll clean it up. He'll heal it. He'll mature it. He'll make it whole as we walk with him. You see, the condition of our heart determines the condition of our life. heard earlier, guard your hearts because out of it comes the wholeness of our life. So what is our heart like? God can bind up our hurts and he can heal our hearts, producing freedom and abundant living, turning pain and brokenness into healing and wholeness. The truth is, Jesus is the healer of the brokenhearted and his healing makes our hearts whole. Only the broken can be made whole. But if our hearts are not made whole, if we mask and cover up so that everyone thinks it's okay, then we remain on a path of brokenness. As I was receiving this vision from the Lord and seeing how, what God wants to do within us so that we can be whole, so that we can rise up to all that he has for us and live free, live abundant, I was reading a book called Heart Made Whole, and this is this lady wrote this. I'd been submerged in Christian culture for decades when I uncovered the truth 
that there were broken parts of my heart that weren't on friendly terms with the God who lived inside. Through disappointments and traumas, I'd learned to guard my heart from God, keeping me angry, entrapped and disconnected. As struggles and hardships continued, I finally learned to run towards my relationship with God when things got hard instead of running away from him like I had in the past. The more that I did this, building my heart's capacity for intimacy and deep relationship, the more my heart began to heal from the inside out. I realised that in order to find out what it meant to live each moment from my inheritance of wholeness, I needed to learn how to let the healer make me whole. And to do that, I had to let him have full access to my heart. Think of it like this. You are the landlord of your heart. And you control who takes up residence. You can choose to let Jesus have full access to the entire building of your heart. But if you allow wounds or old lies or unforgiveness or resentment to make themselves at home in your heart, Jesus is not going to kick them out without your permission. He needs the master key. And only you, only I can give him that permission. Only I can give him access to every floor to every room of my heart, to all those locked, even forgotten spaces. You know, I know personally that God has never been overwhelmed by the work that needs to be done in my building. And he's never condemned me for the way I've trashed it at times. But I know that I don't have the tools or the knowledge or the power or the strength to make everything new. That's why I chose to ask him to make his home in my heart. It's not about waiting until the building is perfect to invite him in, because it's never going to be that way. What we have to do is to learn to surrender, to surrender every space, to let him take up residence in all the real estate our hearts have to offer. And then we'll experience heart transformation and our hearts will be made whole. The Apostle Paul sums it up this way. This entire building is under construction and is continually growing under his supervision until it rises up, completed as the holy temple of the Lord himself. This means that God is transforming each one of you into his dwelling place through the power of the Holy Spirit living in you. Friends, we're all going to collide with pain at some time in our lives. If you haven't already, you will. Because we live in a fallen world that we cannot control. How do we know that the pain has a place in it, is taking root in our hearts? The Bible says that out of the mouth, the heart speaks. So you can hear what comes out of your mouth. You can listen to see if there is pain inside. When we speak words of criticism or judgment or we're resentful or bitter, when words we hurt others by our words, that's speaking out of our heart. And we have to go before God and say, what is it in there that's causing this? And allow him to heal it. Because unhealed pain will become our greatest enemy 
if our hearts are not made whole again after every collision that we have. There is only one who can take the shattered pieces of our hearts and put them back together again so that we flourish even in the worst situations. And when you're living in wholeness with Jesus, your heart will thrive. You'll be unshakable, living fully alive in every moment, loving God with your whole being. And that's the vision God has for us. That's what he wants for every one of us. And he doesn't want us to miss out on what he's, he's planned for us. He said, I've come to give you life, life to the full, so that we can live in that place. And he's showing us how we can do that. He's helping us to open our hearts to him and let him come in and heal our hearts so that we can live in wholeness and fullness of life. And you know, God seeks us with his whole heart. He holds nothing back from us. And what is our response to him? This morning, I want us to take a few moments to reflect and pray about what it looks like for us to give Jesus the master key to the building of our heart. If, what does it look like if your whole heart, sorry, if your heart is fully surrendered to the Lordship of Christ and the authority of his word? Where you don't say, God, I want this bit and I want this bit. You can't have these bits. I want to control those. I want to be able to say what goes on in those rooms and those parts of my life. But rather to say, God, here's the key. I actually trust you wholeheartedly that you have the best plan for my life and that I don't have that. And I'm going to hand it over to you. I'm going to surrender that to you so that you can come and take up residence in every room of my heart so that I can live life to the full as you intended for me to live. That's, Northies, what God envisions for us. That's his vision for us individually and as a whole. He wants us to experience an intimacy with him that is deeply comforting and deeply reassuring so we don't have to wake up and, and fear, so we don't have to wake up and be afraid of what today may bring because we have this intimate relationship with him that makes us feel secure. We trust him that he loves us. We trust him that his word is true and that what he says is true and we can step into that. And when we do that, we will have confidence. We will have boldness every day as we go about life. We'll have a strong, clear sense of his calling for this season for our life or the season that we're about to step into. We'll experience a growing sensitivity and awareness of what the Holy Spirit is saying to us. And when he speaks and says, I'm going to give you a new name, we can trust him as that, that he will. And sometimes it takes a while. For Lisa, it was seven years. But sometimes if we actually step into what he's saying, we can, sometimes it comes on more quickly. And when we do this, when we surrender our whole heart to him and we live in that relationship, then what will stir up with us is an urgency and an unwavering commitment to not make life about me, but to make life about those people out there who are lost, who are hurting, and who need Jesus. They need the truth. We need the truth. And it's the truth that sets us free. 
God has given us this vision. I really believe he's given it for us as individuals and the church as a whole. He wants us to have whole hearts so that we can live wholeheartedly. It's not just about saying, yes, you've got to be wholehearted and, and putting on that, that stoic determination to do it. No, he's saying, no, 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 that's not what I want. I don't want you to walk down the path of just about pleasing me. Forget that. What will please him is if we trust him. That's what he wants. He's saying, I've said this. Will you trust me? Will you trust me? Will you let me make your whole heart, your hearts whole so that you can love me, serve me, walk with me wholeheartedly? And when we do, we're set to live and love with a whole heart. I'm going to ask our host team to uh, just get prepared and our worship team to come back to the stage. You're going to receive a gift this morning, um, just a small gift from us to you. It's as a reminder of this Sunday. And I want you to take it with you and allow God to take you on the journey this year. What does that mean for you? That he makes your, whole, your heart whole so that you can love him, serve him wholeheartedly. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you so much that you reveal your heart to us. I thank you, God, that you have a vision for us, that you just don't want to leave us where we are. You want us to, to step forward into the supernatural plan that you have for our lives. God, help us not to sit here this morning and just see in the natural. Because when we look in the natural, God, we know it's limited. And the enemy is a big part of that picture. But God, I pray you will open our eyes this morning. That we may be enlightened to know the hope to which you have called us. I pray, God, that you will open all of our eyes to see the supernatural victory that you have for each one of us in our lives. And that this year we will step into that. We will allow you to heal our hearts, to make our hearts whole. Even as we come up against things, we won't bury them. But rather, God, we'll come to you with, those, with the, our pain and our disappointment and our hurts. And we'll say, God, heal me. We thank you, God, that you understand our response. Sometimes we, we are angry and we are disappointed and that's okay. We thank you that you understand that. But then help us to stay in that place with you where we allow you to heal us and make us whole. And then together we go forward wholeheartedly to walk life with you. And you'll show us then what you want for us. We know that. I thank you, Lord, for our church here at Northeast. I thank you for every person who's here this morning. Lord, I know, God, you love them intimately and deeply, and you want that relationship with them. I pray as we wait on you now, God, that we will respond to your heart for us this morning. You're, you run after us, and may we run to you and not away from you and allow you to be all that you want to be in our hearts and lives. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.